many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So, if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome to the Life Unscripted Podcast. Building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, there's a million things to do and you only have two hands, but not to fret. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're going to do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up.
Hi, friends. Hey, besties. Hey, boo things and all of you guys out there. Um, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Life Unscripted podcast by Organized Energy. Um, of course, I'm your girl, Tiff, and, and your bestie. Now, for those of you all who might be tuning in and joining for the first time, I will introduce myself, and hopefully by the end of this show, I'll be your new bestie, too. Um, so I am the owner and the principal consultant here at Organized Energy Coaching and Consulting. And so we help to develop brands and the professionals behind them. Our latest offering has included helping you to tell your story and build your brand. So whether you've overcome something or, or, uh, or maybe you know something that you want to teach or share or whatever it is that you want to get out because podcasts and books are kind of the new business card anymore. So uh, if you don't don't know where to start with the with the planning or launching or publishing those things that's where I come in and I can help you friends but we're not here for me today we are here actually because I have a very special guest um we typically only do audio um, episodes but because we're celebrating Black History Month um I have been very intentional in coming out of my comfort zone and that has included me coming in front of a camera you guys um, which is where I don't, I'm not typically comfortable being, but um, I wanted to greet my new friends the right way. And I felt it was only right to do that um, somewhat face-to-face, you know, as much as we can get digitally. And so I thought, okay, we're gonna have to do these some recorded Zoom calls and that's what we're doing you all. But anyway, without further ado, I want to introduce you to uh, Mr. Linwood Long and also Janice Rojas. So they're joining us today. And so I'll let you guys take it away. Uh, Mr. Long, would you like to introduce yourself or Janice, which one do you guys want to go first? And sure. Yeah, uh, I'll go uh, Linwood Long, uh, President and CEO of the African American Alliance of CDFI CEOs. That's a mouthful, but uh, hey, I'm glad to be uh, on your show, and I hope to be your bestest. How about that? Aww, absolutely. Janice, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. <laughs> For uh, the alliance. Thank you. All right. I, I don't think we, you kind of cut out a little bit. Do you want to repeat it? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. Um, yeah, this is Janice Rojas I'm with the Alliance. I'm with marketing. All right. Good deal. So you guys, first, we'll just start by saying just to let us know a little bit about exactly what it is you do and, and tell us a little bit more about the Alliance. Good. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, the Alliance, uh, we commonly call the African-American Alliance of CDFI CEOs, is a network of 58 powerfully, intellectually strong, Black-led uh, organizations that, that work in communities, uh, that focus on communities, and know their community and provide a variety of services, ranging from small business lending to commercial realization, uh, revival, uh, revitalization, uh, and to housing. Uh, and so it's that spectrum of services that we provide uh, specifically in our communities, but focus upon what we do in underserved communities and uh, the Black community. So we're glad to uh, be here and share the great work that our members are doing across the United States. By the way, while we are uh, perhaps only 35 uh, in 35 states uh, physically, but service-wise, we service all 50 states 
And so they are doing great work. Uh, I call CDFIs as one of the best kept secrets in America. So for those who may not be familiar, explain to us what is a CFI? I, I break down CDFIs not from a stand, standard textbook definition. I tend to make it uh, uh, really simple saying that uh, CDFIs are community-based organization mostly that provide housing, uh, technical assistance, um, community facilities, health-related services, those services that help build communities, help grow communities, and literally help communities thrive. So, what so is, that's not a what's tech, the initials? What's the acronym for CFI? What is that? Our community Development Financial Institutions. Oh, D. Okay, so we're doing CDFI. Okay, I'm right. I'll keep saying I'm thinking CFI. Okay, so yeah. CDFI. Community Development Financial Institutions, right? Got it. Uh, and, and, and underline that is like they are mission oriented, right? Which means they have a mission. That mission is serving uh, mostly underserved communities. Example, they provide uh, capital uh, primarily to small businesses that likely would not receive uh, a loan from a bank. You know, I was just, I had a guest on yesterday and we were talking about this. She's been in the commercial um, lending uh, industry right. probably over 20 years um, in the bank, specifically in the banking. Um, and um, so, we were talking about that with with so many funding opportunities that have come about as a result of the you know unfortunate pandemic that we are experiencing at this time. Some people in the underserved communities, marginalized communities, um, some of those uh, professionals or small business owners felt like maybe they missed opportunities that some of their their counterparts received. Um, some you know, were able to admit maybe they just, you know, they weren't ready. You know, some sometimes they just didn't have what they needed to have in place to be able to qualify and, and to successfully compete. Others may have been um, ready and had all that they need and still didn't get what they felt like they deserved, you know, for some of the funding that was made available. What, you know, can you speak uh, in a just a really general term, you know, just going forward so that if uh, opportunities yeah. uh, present themselves again, what should any small business owner, and in particular, you know, our marginalized and underserved communities, um, those entrepreneurs, um, what should they be doing as a daily practice, a monthly yeah. practice, a quarterly practice, and what should they have, uh, you know, in their files so that they can be prepared so that if you if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready? Yeah, I, yeah, that great, great question. But uh, let me sort of uh, rewind the tape just a little bit. When when you talked about the last round of PPP, uh, as you may recall, the first round, largely big banks became engaged. It was through the efforts of organizations like the Alliance uh, that coined the phrase, the fierce urgency of now, which spoke to the need of black businesses and black led CDFIs. Uh, they did it in Congress to the speaker and to majority leader as well as co-leaders on, on the other side. Important piece because it really brought to light the importance of CDFIs and moving yeah. uh, PPP on Main Street. Um, and we made the notion that CDFIs work on Main Street, not only work, but they live on Main Street. Mm -hmm. 
for example, 12 of our uh, members deployed $4.4 billion uh, in PPP in the, sec in the last round. And when you think about that, you think about mom and pop stores, uh, facilities, uh, small businesses that, that and, and here again, uh, the efforts of CDFI, which, which distinguishes them, many times uh, they do not have what you mentioned, the necessary records and mm -hmm. files. Mm -hmm. And we had members who literally worked with those small businesses to help them gather the, the information. Great to say you need X, Y, Z to literally help them develop balance sheets so they could qualify. So that distinguishes you a little different. You're talking about a personal banker? They, they are literally a personal banker. Uh, yeah, cause because someone go fool with you. If you don't have it, you just miss you, the boat. You don't have it, right? And so one of the learnings from the PPP in terms of small businesses, special black small businesses, and and business of color is inadequate uh, record keeping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you have to show while you had a loss, you got to show it. Uh, and many small businesses just didn't have payroll records, right? So we pay, and sometimes uh, they, they pay themselves but had no record of it. And so uh, how you deal with that is important. Absolutely. And you have to make the investment sometimes. With with uh, with resources into areas uh, that would help your business uh, grow and to stabilize, and you never know what might happen. So I can I can imagine that some of those businesses say, "Wow, wow I wish I had yep. invested a few dollars into a CPA that would have helped me develop a a balance sheet, would have helped me develop a payroll ledger, simple things." that yeah. will allow them to show this word accountability and good record keeping, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, so that, you know, as we say, my people suffer for a lack of knowledge, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and so it is that lack of knowledge that I think has prevented us from growing NP, and, and PPP program like we wanted to, but thank be to God for those 12 uh, members who lifted uh, many of those small businesses who were left out in that first round and in that third round um, did over 4.4 billion. That's a lot of money. That is incredible. I um, yeah, you know, some some things are as simple as I think about people that co-mingle funds. Oh yeah. You know, that just don't just sim just really simple as just getting a a business banking account. Simple. You know, but a lot of times when you're a small business, when you're a small business owner and you're not properly equipped or uh, prop, you don't have proper financial literacy skills, you might be robbing Peter to pay Paul. A lot of times they fail to pay themselves because they're just kind of barely making it in the business and they're using their own money, their own funds to pay for certain services that they need for the business. And so it just comes out of the regular checking account. But something as simple as just literally separating the money, you know, separate, you know, yeah. having a, 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 you know, something as simple as having a banker's box to just store away your receipts, file them oh, incorrect, yeah. you know, when it comes to different categories, dining out versus utilities versus marketing versus contract, you know, office supplies, just literally just simple things, you know, to help so that, you know, when it comes time for reporting it for taxes or reporting it 
um, with an accountant, a bookkeeper, a CPA, whoever you're going to work, whatever you're going to do. I mean, even if you haven't been doing it all correctly, if you've just got those receipts sorted out that you've just been logging them in a, in a paper ledger, if you just have the old school notebook ledger, anything, you know, so when I say, um, practices, daily habits, it doesn't even have to be something that's expensive or extraordinary, basic things that we sometimes just don't know to do, you know, and yeah. so um, that's really unfortunate and, and you know, and can kind of help you become disqualified from something that could have otherwise been a huge blessing, you know, so. Yeah. And, and then part of this is uh, our community knowing what resources out there, right? Yeah. So we have minority yeah. business development centers yeah. that are available to help. Uh, free services, uh, mm -hmm. building organizations, building capacity. Uh, and if you are listening and you're in an area, find out if there's a CDFI or Minority Business Development Center uh, that can help you. Uh, and not only will they provide uh, capital, but many times, many of them also offer uh, business development services or technical assistance. That can How do they find? What do you research for that? Because honestly, had I not, you know, been connected with you on LinkedIn, I would have never known about that. So, how would someone that's watching or listening um, be able to know even how to research and find a CDFI in their area? What do you literally Google or look up, and how? What do you find? What is yeah, it? Some, literally? You know, I, I've done things such as simple, simple as uh, I have Google CDFIs near me. Okay, uh, you Google CDFIs near me. Yeah, just, just see what happens. And if you want to spell it out, community development financial institutions, spell it out, put it there, right? And then there is a national organization, okay. OFN, which is really easy to find. If you Google OFN, it has a list of CDFIs by state. And so you could go on the OFN website and just click on uh, CDFIs uh, in my state, uh, CDFIs by state, find your state, and then see what CDFIs are located. Now, uh, what is the difference between the PPP loans that were issued, you know, first, second, third round or whatever, and what the CDFIs can still do for um, a small business owner now. So with the PPP loans, I know that they were, some of those were forgivable loans. Um, yeah, but with, right. with, uh, with the CDFIs, when they're lending resources they have or financial resources they have at this time, if they still have any available, what's the difference? You know, with what, you know, how, yeah. Well, uh, CD, the PPP funds were, were temporary funds to, to address the moment we were dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. With the pandemic impact in small businesses. And, and so it was an infusion of cash just to help small businesses to one, rebound from the losses they had. But uh, let's pin this. Before the pandemic, CDFIs were doing lending. Many of them were doing lending. They had uh, small business loan ranging anywhere from micro loans of 5,000 up to 50,000. Some were doing from 50,000 up to 250,000. Okay. So those organizations that were doing lending prior to PPP are still doing it. Okay. And they receive those funds from a variety of sources, some from government sources, and some from financial institutions 
who believe in the mission of CDFIs. And they do it for, for a variety of reasons. One, they're committed to helping underserved communities. Two, they want to see uh, un, uh, those small businesses who cannot access their resources get capital through CDFIs. So, so uh, for, the, for a CDFI, it's, it's business as usual going on. So for those who are listening or watching, I say listening and watching, because some of you guys are watching us on the video. Some of you guys are catching us on the audio version of the podcast. So for you all that don't know <laughs> that, that's why I keep saying listening or watching. Um, but so there is not, they don't have to be concerned that, oh man, I missed it. I missed my opportunity. Oh, no, no. This is something that's ongoing. This is what the, this is what their, this is what their mission is. is exactly. Yeah. You said it, you said it right. Exactly what their mission really is. And okay. that is if the mission is housing, they continue to do that work. If the mission is small business lending, they've, uh, they are still doing that work. So, uh, Perfect. and I, I want to, uh, your listening audience to really find a CDFI and you will find that Black-led CDFIs are doing some heavy lifting uh, in, in communities of color. Oh, um, I am for, excited. But for them, but for them, uh, we would not have the progress made in elevating and scaling Black and Brown businesses across America. Yeah, I, I think it's incredible uh, to have as a community resource um, I think it's awesome that there is something to help level the playing field um, because we, we, in our community, we have such brilliant professionals who can do amazing work, provide amazing products and services if they just had the means and the resources to bring it to the market. And all, you know, and it's really just makes a difference just with the opportunity. If they just had, if the playing field was just leveled, they could compete as well. And so I'm oh. so glad that we're having this conversation because, and, you know, and I'm gonna tell you, so with this, uh, with being intentional this month with doing the Black History thing or or Black History in the making, uh, and I, and I thought, okay, I want to do something that's going to feature, it's going to spotlight, highlight some some incredible African Americans doing good work in their corner of the world. Um, and I literally, I said, let me go to my LinkedIn Rolodex and let me see who I'm connected with. And and I was very. Uh, I just was, I was very intentional about who was that I would send the invitation to. It wasn't just, in, I've got 2,500 LinkedIn contacts, you know, and I, it wasn't that I extended the invitation to all 2,500. I literally went through the various profiles and I said, okay, okay, this person, I can see they're doing something amazing or this person I can see. But where I'm going with this is I had no idea the depth of how much so and what uh, what what the resources were that would be uh, lying beneath just the exterior uh, LinkedIn profile. So all right. I could see was maybe a, a face, name, title, whatever you see on LinkedIn. I am so amazed, like even with this conversation, but I mean, I've met people on here that, you know, you see what they do professionally. Well, I found out that they you know, our saxophonists, that they have like a whole band on the weekends. They do, they play weddings and events and corporate things. And that I would, it was not on their LinkedIn profile. You know, right. there right. are people that volunteer within community organizations. They have their own uh, nonprofits or programs that they do, or they, that I would have never known just from a LinkedIn profile. So I say that to say, you guys that are listening or watching, 
my, because as we go through these, I, I, I'm always listening for an opportunity for a nugget, um, an action item, a takeaway, you know, we don't, because this is our time and you can't never get this back. So let's make sure that it's purposeful, you know, so our time that we're spending to get today together, you know, make sure that there was some benefit, some value for you. So one of the takeaways that I would say is if you are on LinkedIn or any of the other social networking platforms, I encourage you, I know you've collected connections. I know you collected them like stamps. You know, you might have whatever the number is, but do you know the people that you are connected to? You know, do you know them beyond just the fact that you see their name and their face? And so I suggest, I ask that you guys just be, just, just make it a point. If it's just once a week to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I'd love to do a virtual coffee with you. Or if you're feeling, if you want a little razzle dazzle, maybe you're interested in a, in a, in a, in a in-person coffee. I'm not ready for in-person coffee yet okay i'm just gonna keep it real yeah. mr long but now i'm in my bubble still i like it here in the bubble yeah yeah but you know the, when the, when, when the world problem. gets when the world gets a little bit of clorox sprayed on it out there and they get sanitized and bleach i can come on outside but right now i'm, I'm fine right here okay uh, yeah, but you guys but seriously though you guys find somebody who is there will be a great a referral partner for you, somebody that maybe if you do nails, they do hair, you know, somebody that if you do, if you are in real estate, they are a banker, you know, find somebody that might make sense, you know, possibly to connect with and guys just reach out and ask for a virtual coffee and just see where it goes. Cause I'm telling you these conversations, though, I started them off literally just to highlight people that were doing great things. We have heard of the incredible work of, of Ms. Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, and so many others. But we right. in the Black community have been taught the same four, five, six household names when it comes time for Black history. There's so many more that's doing amazing work too. And that was what I was trying to do. I thought, I know there's other people doing great things. Let's focus on them this time. They are Black history in the making. But in the process, you guys, it has blessed me. I mean, this right here is blessing me. I'm so excited. So you guys, other thing to do, look up a CDFI, okay? Or an OFN. Look, I'm taking my notes, y'all. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm taking notes. So yeah. now, Mr. Long, tell me this. Um, sure. I would like for you to recommend for us any reading or listening that you're doing. So it might be whatever is on your reading list. If you make the time to read, because everybody, some people don't have the time yeah. to read. But if yeah. you do, because I see a lot behind me, so I'm I mean, behind you. So I see you got books. OK, <laughs> and uh, but what's also on your playlist so that could be podcast, that could be music, that could be an audio book. So tell, yeah. give us some things. Give us some things we might go look up or go purchase or check out or download yeah so so there, there are a couple of books that that sort of on my reading list one is colin power and and about leadership i think that's a very important book i i take it with me on vacation and and uh, i i need to move it to the next step right okay. <laughs> to uh complete it but then i i had a gift uh just mercy by brian stevenson uh that talks about you remember the movie just mercy uh, that that book is incredible. And, and uh, when you look at what we as a people have gone through uh, and, the, and the, the inequities and the fallacies and the problem with the criminal justice system, uh, it manifests uh, racism and institutionalized within the penal, penal system. And, and, and thank God for, for people who are fighting um, for injustice. Uh, and right and wrong that uh, many 
uh, of our uh, black male and female lives have been shortened and taken away from them uh, by injustice. And so I, I think we owe uh, in debt of gratitude for those who are still now on the front line fighting for justice, fighting for inequality, uh, and, and being more than just being at the table. And I get, I really get upset with people who talks about being at the table, but doing nothing at the table, mm. right? And so we talk about access to capital. And if you're a decision maker and you can impact the allocation of resources, don't be talking and getting platitudes and pat on the back about being elected this or elected that and not doing anything of bringing resources into the black community. I would say, not only are you part of the problem, you are the problem. Mm. And so we need to begin to uh, really use strategically our power, our resources, our access to really build our communities. Uh, Martin Luther King back in, in, in early 58, he's saying that there, there are inseparable twins, racial injustice and economic injustice. Mm. And we, we are talking about the same thing today, the two twins. Because without money, that. you have no power. You have no power, right? You with no money, you have no power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Douglas said power concede nothing without a demand. And so we're gonna to have to be a little bit more forceful uh, around access of power and, and using it, right? We're saying we have access to power, but mm -hmm. we don't use that access to give power in our community. And so yeah. we pat we a lot of folks on the back, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but they're not using power in a way to build and strengthen the black community. That's why we, the racial wealth gap uh, it, 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 it's been said it'd take 225 years for us to even catch up uh, if, if things were brought even today. And we know we're still dealing with that, that problem. And I keep on my desk this statement by Secretary Yellen who said from reconstruction to Jim Crow to the present day, our economy has never worked fairly for black America are really for any Americans of color. And I guarantee you that, that that speech, that line got applauded, people stood up, but here's the problem with that. We need more than feel good statements. Mm -hmm. We need action from people who have that power. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off, but- uh, No, I, you're fine, you're fine, I, 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 I enjoy it's it. It's just one of my issues that we don't use the power we have enough to really impact the community. Yeah, one of my, uh, my guests recently, I think maybe even two, have mentioned the 1619 Project as a, um, a piece of a book that they are reading as well. And I've heard great things about it. I have not read it. Uh, and, and maybe I need to, sometimes I get a little upset when I read things like that. I mean, they're great, oh, yeah, they're great. You know, when you go to hear about injustices and, and you know, sometimes you get in your feelings because you know, it's just, you know, I mean, just for it's obvious that, reasons. Yeah, so. I get it. But um, but at any rate, I 
as we begin to wrap up, Mr. Long, what do you do for you? I know that you talk about what you do for others and in yeah. the community and this alliance, but what about you? How do you take care of you and, and, yeah. and do self-care, mental health kind of stuff for you? Yeah, well, uh, you know, those books behind me are there for a reason. I, I was also a pastor for 23 years. Okay. And, uh, and I find myself a lot uh, uh, getting lost in my music. Uh, oh. I, and I love, uh, you know, I love gospel music, but I also like to do, a, uh, as I call, a flashback. I, I really get, I really get into uh, uh, Marvin Gaye. Okay. I, I think, I think his music has a message. What's going on? Oh, right. Of course. Uh, or whether let's get it on, right? Either those own uh, those messages there. One appeal to the conscious of action in the midst of world and turmoil. Another talks about romance, uh, but both of them call for action, right? So yeah. I, I, I love myself some. Mr. Long, now listen, we are here for the PG version of the action. <laughs> Gone Mr. Long now, see you starting stuff with people. Y'all hear Mr. Long out there? Y'all hear him? Y'all hear him? Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding with you. So, but as we close, Mr. Long, now sure. the, the most important question of this whole entire interview sure. is what can you do at the spades table when it's time for the family get together? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, what do you, that, what you, do, what you do at the spades table now? They, they say don't don't call on him to do anything. You say he's you gonna bring us the refreshments. You bring us the you bring us the refreshments. Hey, it's like you don't even want him to bring you the refreshments because oh all he's gonna bring Lord. is more. You know, <laughs> I I never forget. I, I was planning a friend party, and they say don't don't let Linwood don't let Linwood plan it because all he's gonna do is bring water. He oh won't even bring a seven Lord. up. So, you know, <laughs> hey. But I tell them I was at a party one time and they had wine. I said, Lord, I'm gonna pray we turn this water this wine into water. I got you gonna keep tasting it until it tastes like water, huh? Listen, that's my kind of water, Mr. Long. Yeah. All right, let us know how can we find you, how can we follow, support, sure. any websites sure. or social sure. media accounts or whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to say this 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 month of Black History, we've done three series, one of, of the state of Black America and another one on housing. And the third one is coming up uh, this month uh, on Tuesday, actually at 2 p.m., Elevating impact accountability for black community. That's mm. something that folks don't like to hear about uh -huh. accountability, right? So elevating impact accountability. That's getting to our African-American equity scorecard. And so our website, www.aaacdfi.org. That's www.aaa cdf cdfi.org all right perfect i thank you so so much for thank being you. here you guys i thank you all for listening and or watching whichever way you're tuning in i appreciate you janice for being here as well you've been our silent guest today um you guys janice uh is just kind of accompanying mr lenny mr mr long look i see the name linwood and it's just like black folks give somebody a nickname <laughs> Lin-Lin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, um, but, you know, 
but uh, but no, but seriously. So uh, but so so but we wanted to make sure to to acknowledge Janice because we're glad that she's here accompanying him, being a great asset to him. Okay. And um, but uh, but in addition to that, you guys um, again, please uh, go to the website and see how you can tap into the resources that are made available um, through Mr. Long's Alliance and in the uh, program that he's associated with. Remember, if you have a story to tell, if you've overcome something, if you want to encourage somebody, if you want to teach something or get whatever it is you want to get out there, out of your head and onto the pages of a book and into somebody's hand or into somebody's listening, you know, for on a podcast, hit me up and I can help you with the book or the podcast launch and planning it and all that good stuff. Um, and I am found at organizedenergy.co. With all that being said, remember, I love you. God loves you best, but I want to make sure that you love you. You love you. Okay. All right. Until next time, be blessed. It is awesome to listen to my show, but wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own? Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called Is This Thing On? The Super Simple Guide to Planning, Launching, and Scaling Your Podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting 101. So yeah, anyone can launch a podcast. That's the easy part. But not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast. Be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby, or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand. Either way, this book, this project is for you. Visit organizedenergy.co slash shop. Again, organizedenergy.co backslash shop. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. Again, and as always, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me. That's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you. I remind you that God loves you and I want you to make sure that you love you. Okay, I love you. God loves you. I want to make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts? 
to Spotify and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I want to make sure that you also have subscribed to the show and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do. Okay, I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.